Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go. everyone and welcome back to day two of the Art of Self-Love Masterclass. Today is all about forgiveness and the vow. And as always, I'm your host, Candy Washington, and I cannot wait to help you lead a more joyful life. If this is your first time here, or if you just want to know a little bit more about me, I host the iHeartRadio podcast, Sugar Pills, A Practical Guide to Self-Care. You can also find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere that you listen to your podcast. I am also the author of the Self-Love Journal, and our Self-Love Journal is the basis of the uh, Art of Self-Love Masterclass. Today, we'll be going through page 80, but before we dive into that, if you need more support on your journey to self-love, self-worth, and just creating a life that you're happy and proud of, then check out the description box, the show notes, or the link in my bio if you're over on Instagram watching. And you can join our Create Your Dream Life Through Self-Love course that is linked below. It's a very powerful course. We also have our free VIP Facebook group. It is free right now. I'm not sure when I'm closing those doors. So get your spot now. Grab your free spot. Join our VIP Facebook group. We have weekly coaching calls, extra resources, and it's just a great supportive community. It's very, very intimate, very, very confidential, and it's just a great place of support. And also, if you ever need any personalized support, you can book some one-on-one coaching with me. Again, everything is linked below in the description box and the show notes are over in my bio on Instagram. And so, yeah, those are some ways to get extra support. If you just want to continue to get free and valuable content that is great, then subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to the Sugar Pills podcast, and follow me over on Instagram because I'm always posting free and valuable content there as well. So with that, let's dive into day two of our Art of Self-Love Masterclass. So how I always want to start our days is just with some breath work, with some intentionality, and just really getting in alignment. So if you can, <laughs> close your eyes, and if it feels good to you, put your, heart, your hand over your heart, and just take a deep breath in for four counts. So breathe in. And just hold that breath and just let it fill you. And breathe out. On our next breath, let's breathe in. I love myself. Breathe that in. I love myself. And just hold that in. Hold in what it feels like to give yourself love. Let's breathe that out. On the next, let's breathe in, I am worthy. Let's breathe it in. I am worthy. And let's just bask in that feeling of worthiness. Just hold that. And release. Next, let's breathe in, I am deserving. Let's breathe that in, I am deserving. 
And just hold in and enjoy the feeling of being deserving. Just let that feels like and just let it out. And last, let's breathe in, I am enough. I am enough. And let's just hold that feeling of being enough exactly as you are. Mm, and now let's release. So that is the place energetically. That is the place mentally that I want us to be in to take in today's masterclass, which is self-love and the vow. And I want you to, throughout your day, come back to that feeling of you are loved, you are deserving, and you are worthy, and you are enough. And you can always come back to that. You can always have that feeling. Just anytime you need it, just take a step, breathe, and breathe it in, and know that you are worthy, deserving, and enough. So with that, let's dive into day two, which is self-forgiveness and the vow. And if you are reading along with us, we are on page 80 of the self-love journal. And on this page, it is all about self-forgiveness. So I want to share with you quickly a self-forgiveness reminder. So self-forgiveness is an essential component in your healing journey and your return to authentic joy. Self-forgiveness is the ultimate key to freedom because it removes the toxic blockages of shame, guilt, blame, and regret that are holding you back from freely stepping into the next dimension of your life. And this is so true. A big blockage for us sometimes to truly love ourselves and to truly step into the most higher empowered version of ourselves is that somehow we think we're not deserving and worthy because we think that we're unforgivable or that we don't deserve forgiveness or that we are still holding things against ourselves, if that makes sense. So before yesterday, we talked about, um, awareness and patterns, you know, really getting self-aware of what your limiting beliefs are, really getting self-aware on areas in your life where you're not showing up fully for yourself and what patterns you have, whether it's unhealthy relationships, people pleasing, not setting boundaries, procrastination, perfectionism, all of those things, right? And so in the comments below, I want you to let me know how did you take in day one? I want to know how you felt about day one and what were your aha moments. And then day two now piggybacks off of that. So now that we have the awareness around what our self-sabotaging, our unloving things that we do to ourselves, how that is keeping us separate from stepping into the next version of ourselves, from actually having a life that we are happy and proud of, from actually loving ourselves unconditionally, now let's get rid of one of the biggest blockages to that. And that is not forgiving yourself. A lot of people don't talk about this, particularly when it comes to like self-love and self-care. We forget the biggest component, which is self-forgiveness. Because self-forgiveness is the root of self-compassion, of giving grace to yourself. And forgiveness is also the root of loving yourself unconditionally. So regardless of what you have done, 
regardless of what someone has done to you, regardless of what has happened, regardless of what not has happened, you are able to still love yourself and forgive yourself in all moments and through all things. And oftentimes we actually think that things that are out of our control or not even our fault, if you want to call it that, because again, we're not criticizing, we're not blaming, we're not shaming, we're not doing any of that stuff. We take it on as if somehow it was our responsibility or it was our fault. And we tend to blame ourselves and carry a lot of shame and not forgive ourselves for these things. And 95% of the time, it wasn't even about us and it wasn't even our fault, if you want to call it that. So let's dive into step one for self-forgiveness, right? Step one for self-forgiveness is forgive yourself for believing that you were unworthy in the first place. This one is huge. (laughs) This one is huge, guys. I want us to work on forgiving yourself for ever believing the lie that you were unworthy, that you were unworthy of love, that you were unworthy of respect, that you were unworthy of kindness, that you were just less than, not good enough, unworthy on any level and for anything. That is the most critical thing we need to forgive ourselves. Forgive yourself for believing the lie that you're not good enough. Because that is a lie. That is not the truth. That is not the truth. The truth is every human being is intrinsically worthy and valuable just for existing, just for being who who they are, regardless of what they do, what they don't do, what they have, what they don't have, what they look like, what they don't look like. None of that matters. Those are just things, circumstances, whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, every human being, simply because you are here, You are intrinsically worthy and enough. The trick is to not believe the lie that you're not. Society will tell you that you're not good enough. Exes, spouses, husbands, boyfriends. If that's not a healthy relationship, they will tell you you're not enough. Mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, uncles, aunts, cousins, teachers, whatever will tell you that you're not good enough. With the work of loving yourself, is knowing that regardless of what anyone or anything outside of you says, you are still enough. And that nobody's opinions, preference, their own wounding, a lot of people will project from their own wounding, from their own self-hate, from their own insecurities. So the trick is knowing that no matter what anyone says or does, you are still worthy. So I want you to forgive yourself for ever thinking that you weren't. And thinking that you weren't worthy is what has kept you separate from and disconnected from stepping into a life that makes you happy and that you're proud of. Because on some level, you didn't believe that you were worthy of it. And so you self-sabotaged yourself in order to prove yourself right. 
because your mind and your subconscious wants to be proven right. So even if you consciously say, no, I want love, I want money, I want success, I want X, Y, and Z. But if subconsciously you actually think, actually, I'm not good enough for that. Actually, I'm not deserving of that. Actually, I, I'm, I'm not, I feel less than, I'm not worthy of that. Things like that don't happen for people like me. What your dominant belief is, that is what will show up. And that's why we spent so much time yesterday talking about awareness and patterns. Because when you get self-aware about the patterns you have, and your patterns are how do you speak to yourself? How, how do you think about yourself? You know, do you self-sabotage? Do you procrastinate? With all the stuff we talked about yesterday, if you missed day one, it's linked below. So go back and watch it so you know what we're talking about. But when you get aware of what those patterns are, then you know what your dominant beliefs about yourself are. And what you dominantly hold to be true about yourself is what shows up in your life. And if you don't believe me, just look at the world. You have people who are so smart, so intelligent, so talented, and yet they seem to not be able to get what they want. And maybe that's because they actually have a self-limiting belief that they're not worthy and that they're not good enough. So regardless of what talents they may have, they just can't get there because they are subconsciously sabotaging their own success. On the flip side, you have some people that you're like, wow, they just really lucked up. How did they get where they're going? How did they get that relationship? How did they get that money? How did they get that car? Like, you know, all, whatever it is in life, right? And usually it's because they have a belief that they deserve it. And it's not about how talented people are. It's not about how smart or attractive or beautiful. It's about their belief system. And until you are able to forgive yourself for believing that you were unworthy and you can do it once and you can do it again and again and again, you're not going to be able to heal and change that belief that you're not good enough. So forgive yourself for ever feeling that you were unworthy. And I have in the journal, I have some really great journal prompts to get you there to how to cultivate self-forgiveness. So definitely grab the, the journal. It's, it's linked below. And I'll do a giveaway. I'll do another giveaway. I did one yesterday. I'll do one today. If you, it'll be on YouTube. So you have to subscribe to me on YouTube, like this, like this video and share it and comment below. And I will pick a winner to win a digital copy of the self-help journal. So that's the first thing I want you to do when it comes to self-forgiveness. Step two, I want you to do is I want you to forgive yourself for giving away your power. Okay. I want you to, yes, Donna D, the media can tell you you're not good enough. Exactly. Exactly. Media, society, all of that. Right. So the step two, and that's right, you guys, if you have any questions or comments, definitely put it down um, in the comment section below. Let me know. And just Go ahead with your comments and your questions so we can get we can get to it. So step two is forgive yourself for giving away your power. So if you have a distorted and unloving image of yourself, usually it's just like what we're saying. Because you believe the media, you believe unkind relatives, unkind 
significant others, unkind friends, or whatever the case may be. Now I want you to forgive yourself for giving away your power to anybody outside of yourself. What emotional stability is, what inner peace is, what self-validating is, is being okay within yourself, with protecting your own well-being, with being emotionally okay, regardless of what is happening or what is being said outside of you. That is where your true power lies. Your true authentic power lies with the fact of you knowing I am the authority on me and nothing and no one outside of me has the power to take away my worth, my value, my lovability, the fact that I deserve respect, that I'm good enough, that I am more than enough, my confidence, my self-esteem, how I feel about myself, how the regard I hold for myself, and the level of love that I hold for myself. That is what true authentic power is. That's what inner peace is. That's what emotional stability is. That is the ability to self-regulate and validate yourself. So forgive yourself for ever letting somebody else have more power over you than you have over yourself. And you're like, well, what does that look like? Happy you asked. It looks like, all right, say you're in a relationship with someone and the relationship doesn't work out. Maybe it's been hot and cold. Maybe it's been friends with benefits. Maybe it's just been rocky and your boyfriend, your girlfriend, this, they, whoever, whatever the case may be, say they want to break up. Maybe they have somebody else, whatever the situation is. Don't ever allow someone else's choice or opinion have the power to make you feel not good enough. And I know this is easier said than done. And I know we're all human beings and we all have feelings. But just because somebody has an opinion or a preference or choice, that does not mean that you are any less worthy or valuable. People's opinions change, people's preferences change, people's thoughts change all of the time. So if you, if how you feel about you is rooted in somebody else's opinion or choice or preference, then inside of you is always spinning. It's always chaotic, it's gonna be depressed, it's gonna be anxious, it's gonna be not feeling good, it's gonna be disconnected because you're always gonna be chasing and chasing and chasing, trying to get someone to tell you how to feel about yourself, trying to get someone to tell you that you're good enough, but try to get someone to choose you so you feel good about yourself. You're always gonna be chasing, you're always gonna be exhausted, you're always going to be depleted, and, you're, and your inner state's gonna be chaotic because you're always looking outside of you. But when you are here, and when you are crystal clear on who you are, when you are crystal clear on the confidence you have in your value and your worth, regardless of somebody else's choice, whether or not you lose the job, whether or not you get the promotion, whether or not you can buy the house, whether or not the relationship works out, you are clear, calm, and at peace 
knowing that you are always divinely supported and guided and that that divinity that lives within you. And again, I'm not talking about any religion, but that divinity that lives within you is more important and is enough and supersedes anything outside of you. So then your foundation isn't disturbed. Your peace isn't disturbed. Your self-worth and your self-value and your well-being and how you feel about you isn't disturbed because you get your validity, your worth, and your value from something within you and greater than you. And that is bigger and greater than anybody outside of you. Any ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, any boss, any car, any money, any whatever. Because all of those things, as we all know, they come and they go and they evolve. Oftentimes we're like, thank you, we will look back on our life and be like, thank God that person left me because now my other person is so much better and I'm so much happier. Thank God that job didn't work out because a month later I got a new opportunity and I am so much happier. I'm making so much money. Thank God I didn't close on that house because now I found the house I'm actually meant to live in and this is my dream house. Thank God that didn't work out at that moment because now I see that there is something higher and greater and better for me right around the corner. Can you feel bad about yourself and still get there? Of course. But why would you want to feel bad about yourself on the journey? Choose to feel good about yourself on the journey, right? Because I truly believe what is meant for you, what is divinely meant for you, the job, the money, the person, the relationship, the how you feel, whatever, that is yours and nothing and no one can take what is divinely meant for you. But what you have ultimate control over is whether or not you are happy and at peace and fulfilled on the way to getting it. You could be miserable on the way to getting it, letting everybody's opinions and what everybody else is say about you affect your mental health and affect how you feel about yourself. Or you could just say, you know what? I know who I am. I'm the authority on me. Your opinion has nothing to do with my value and my worth. That's just you projecting your own insecurity and your own wounding. And I'm not taking that in because how I feel is my first and best priority. And because how I feel matters. And your opinion has no power to determine my worth. So I'm going to be happy and at peace and empowered on the way to getting what is divinely mine. I'll give you an example of this. Say I am a jewelry designer, okay? And it's the it's the candy jewelry house, baby, all right? Ooh, I like the ring to that. Maybe I'll do that. So say you have the candy jewelry house, right? Say you have two diamonds. One diamond in your right hand is worth a million dollars. It's sparkly. It's great. And you have a diamond in your left hand, and it's also worth a million dollars. It's sparkly and great, right? And say Joe Schmo from the street walks in and says, I'm on the market for a diamond. And I go, perfect, I have two. This diamond's worth a million and this diamond's worth a million. Which diamond do you want? And he kind of looks at both and he's like, oh, these are great diamonds. I want the diamond in your left hand. Gives me a million dollars. I give him the diamond and he leaves. Does the fact that Joe Schmo from off the street 
chose the diamond in my left hand make the diamond in my right hand any less valuable? The answer is no. The diamond in my right hand is still worth a million dollars, even though Joe Schmo, for whatever reason, decided not to buy it. That is how you have to think about yourself. You have to be the diamond in your life and know that your worth and your value is intrinsic and nobody's choice or opinion or mood or preference can change that. The only way the diamond in my right hand is less valuable if I give away the power for it to be. If I say, oh, Joe Schmo doesn't want to be with me. So now I don't feel good about myself. Joe Schmo doesn't want to hire me for this job. Now I feel bad about myself. Joe Schmo doesn't want to give me the loan for the house. Now I feel bad about myself. Joe Schmo, blah, 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 right? No, Joe Schmo does not have the power to take away my intrinsic value unless I give it to him. The diamond in my right hand is still flawless, beautiful, worth a million dollars, and is amazing. That's how you have to think about yourself. You have to protect your diamond within you and know that your diamond is intrinsically worthy and valuable regardless of what Jane Schmo or Joe Schmo has to say. So forgive yourself for ever thinking that someone or something outside of you had the power to, to, to determine what your value and what your worth is because that is simply not true. Okay, let's see. Let's move on to, and again, you guys, in the journal, I have so many, oh, I have journal prompts, I have mindset shifts, I have mantras. I mean, I'm telling you, the book is bomb. And again, I'm doing a giveaway. So jump on that giveaway. Ooh, okay. So let me give you a lovely reminder, and then we'll go into step, um, to step number three. So this is a lovely reminder. If you're still struggling with low self-esteem, be gentle with yourself. It's totally natural to still have residual unhealthy thinking patterns. You're on your path to self-love. Detours are, are opportunities for newer levels of growth. They do not determine your self-worth or take away from your progress. Now is the time to keep going. Okay. I love that quote, you guys. Because again, I will tell you from my personal experience, I have been doing the work for a few years now, and there are times where I'm like, an old pattern will pop up or something will happen. And I'm like, oh, Candy, like, you know better not to think that. You know better not to do that. You know better not to self-sabotage. Oh, you know better not to settle. But it's not about knowing better. And that's step number three is forgive yourself for not knowing better. That is step number three. Forgive yourself for not knowing better. It's like, I don't know if it was Oprah or Maya Angelou, but when you know better, you do better. So don't beat yourself up. Don't criticize yourself. Don't blame yourself being like, oh, you know, I've had all these self-limiting beliefs and I had low self-esteem and no, like the point of the work isn't to berate yourself. The point of the work is just to learn how to love yourself unconditionally because that is what you divinely deserve. That is what the work is. And when you start to love yourself unconditionally, the world has no choice but to love you back. And then that is how you consciously create a life that you are happy and proud of. So forgive yourself for not knowing better. 
and forgive yourself for slipping sometimes, you know? It's like we talked about in day one with boundaries. You know, sometimes you'll set a boundary and then you'll disrespect your own boundary. Then you know what? Just reaffirm the boundary and and move on. You know what? I forgive myself for disrespecting my own boundary. Today's a new day and keep it moving. Don't dwell. Don't berate yourself. None of that. So forgive yourself for not knowing better and give yourself grace to be human. Old patterns will emerge. You can be doing the work to your self-love journal. You can be journey. You can be doing the work for self-esteem. You can be doing the work to have a healthy relationship with yourself and others, but patterns will emerge. Things will happen again. And 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 they come up for two for two reasons, or maybe even more than two, but the first reason is sometimes an old pattern will emerge so you can meet the moment with a greater level of grace and, and compassion and consciousness. So sometimes, like, think about it. You can't get to the next level of anything without first passing a test. So sometimes life (laughs) will test you to see if you're ready to step into that next and higher empowered version of yourself or if you still have some work to do on that. So don't think, oh, wait a minute, I've been loving myself and all of a sudden now I'm being tested again with an X or I have been loving myself and all of a sudden I got this unexpected bill and all in the mail and like I'm worried about money or like all of us, I've been doing all of this work on myself and like my friend is betraying me out of the blue. You know, life will throw curveballs at you and it doesn't mean that you're not in a good place. It doesn't mean that you're not making progress and it could mean that this is just a moment for you to meet that same pattern with a new level of consciousness, with a new level of self-love, and with a new level of grace for yourself. So you can navigate that pattern or that experience differently from a higher version of who you are. So it doesn't, so when negative things pop up, when undesirable things pop up and old patterns emerge, it doesn't mean you're not in a good place. It could actually mean you're about to pop off into a much better place. You know, not to be cheesy, but you guys know me, I'm a little hokey. You know, they say it's always darker before dawn. So sometimes that darkness, sometimes that low period, sometimes that, that test is just what you have to go through to get to the breakthrough, right? So don't look at not knowing better. Don't look at old patterns emerging. Don't look at, you know, unfavorable circumstances popping up in your experience and in your life always as something negative. You can just look at it as data, as information, as a sign that maybe you're actually ready to move into the next level. And sometimes stuff happens just as a way for you to learn a little bit more, grow a little bit more, heal a little bit more, work on yourself a little bit more. And that's really all it is. So don't feel bad about yourself. Don't slip back. Even if you do find yourself slipping back in an old pattern, do the work. Have the awareness. Hey, you know what? In this moment, I'm not loving myself. I'm not respecting myself. I'm having limited belief patterns. I'm doing negative actions. I have the awareness, this is the pattern, and now I know that I have the power to change it in this instance. Remember, you always have the right to reaffirm a boundary. You always have a right to create a boundary. You always have the right to take care of yourself first. You can be like, okay, this is happening again. This is the pattern. I have the awareness of it. And now I have the tools and the practices and the mindsets 
to do it differently and to course correct sooner and to get out of it sooner. Let me use my self-care practices. And tomorrow it's going to be lit. It's going to be jam-packed. Day three is the self-love formula. So definitely come join us for day three because I'm going to give you guys the practical tools and practices and techniques for your self-love. But I can just give some top level stuff now. You know, if I'm having, if I am feeling needy or insecure or desperate, I can validate my own needs. Just think to yourself, in this moment, what need am I trying to get met by something or someone outside of me? Do you need to be chosen? Do you need to be, do you need attention? Do you need validation? You know, what is it that you need in that moment? And then say, how can I fulfill this need myself? How can I meet my own need? You can get quiet, you can get still and let that guidance come to you. Yesterday, we talked about being connected to your inner, inner in your, into your intuition, into your guidance system. This is a great practice for that. So if you're feeling anxious or depressed or needy, as people like to call it, for something or something outside of you, and, for, and by what I mean by something or someone outside of you, like, do you need an ex to contact you to feel good about yourself? Do you need to overeat because you're feeling lonely? Do you need to undereat because you're feeling unattractive? Do you need to um, drink? Do you need to overindulge in alcohol or drugs or, or other type of some or some substances to numb yourself out from how you're feeling because you because you think you're going to be overwhelmed, right? That's what I mean by something or someone outside of you. Because all of those things from the right intention are great things, right? You know, um, enjoying, if, if you drink, enjoying a glass of wine or a cocktail is a great thing when it's coming from a good intention. But when you're indulging in these things because there's something missing in you and you're trying to get that missing piece from these things, that's when it becomes self-destructive. That's when it becomes self-sabotage. That's when it becomes unhealthy. So it's not about the person or the thing. It's about the way in which you use the person or the thing. Because you're trying to get your needs met by something inside of, um, in, outside of you from yourself with the wrong intentionality. So I'll give you a personal example. This was a few years ago. I was going through a breakup and I was just like, oh, like, you know, I was doing the negative thought patterns. Like, why am I not chosen? Blah, 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 like all that stuff. And then I kind of got like a gut check and I was like, what the hell are you talking about, Katie? You're gorgeous. You're intelligent. You're smart. You're amazing. You're the best. You're a priority. You're everything. What I need right now is I need to feel chosen. And then I thought, well, how can I choose myself in this moment? How can I meet my own need? Because the only reason why I'm having these negative thoughts, the only reason why I'm having these self-limiting beliefs that I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not chosen, is because there is a need in, my, in me that is not being met. And somehow, subconsciously, I think if I berate myself, it sounds weird, but that's how the mind works, somehow I'll get this need met. So instead of going outside of myself, and outside of myself could have looked like, and thank God I didn't do this, it could have looked like, well, let me text him. Let me see if he wants to come over. Let me, you know, be, I can forgive, but let me just like pretend nothing bad happened and blah, 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 blah. Like all of those things that people do when they want to get something from somebody else that they think will make themselves feel better. 
But instead I said, well, how can I choose myself in this moment? Because that is what I need. I need to feel, I need, I need to soothe myself. I need to feel that I am chosen. How can I choose myself? And it just came to me. I was like, well, you know what? You could just treat yourself to a date tonight. So I went, I got my favorite wine, I got some really good food, and I came home and I cooked and I watched, you know, some of my favorite shows and I laughed and I just got the little things that I really loved and I just chose myself. Was I gonna, you know, do dinner that night anyway? Sure, of course. But it was the energy behind it. It was the intentionality behind it. It was the prioritizing myself behind it. It was making the commitment and knowing that I can meet my own needs and I don't need anyone or anything outside of me to dictate to me how I feel about myself and my worth. And when I started showing up myself energetically for that, of course he came back because they always come back because I am always the one. I am always chosen. I am always first best. I am always the priority. No one and nothing is ever better than me. And that's how you need to think about yourself. In your world, in your life, you need to be the priority. You need to always be chosen. You need to be first best. No one and nothing is ever better than you. There is no competition because you are that person. That is how you need to be in your life. But of course, I attracted him back the moment I did not need him. Because I was already good with me, right? And again, we do the work not to get the person back, not to get the job, not to get the house, not to get the money or any of that stuff. We do the work because we deserve to be happy. We do the work because we deserve to love ourselves. And we do the work because we are powerful beings who have the capability to take care of ourselves, to meet our own needs. Then attracting the person back, getting the money, getting the house, getting this or that, whatever the other stuff is, that's just icing on the cake. Because again, as long as you are doing the work to get something, you're still in the limiting belief that you need something outside of yourself to validate who you are. The getting of the person of the things is just a great byproduct but you have to come from the belief system that I am worthy and I am enough and I am so powerful that I can meet my own needs and I'm good. We're not doing it to get anything. We're getting it to feel good about who we are. And then the getting of the things is just a fabulous byproduct of it. So that was step number three. And again, in the journal, I have so many different prompts. And if you ever need any additional support, I now offer one-on-one coaching and it's linked below. And it's also in my Instagram bio, guys. So let's see. Yeah, and then I also have a ton of journal prompts in here, which is pretty cool. I I want to do that. I'm going to do my journal again because this is great. This is great. A lot of great stuff. Okay. All right, step number three, I want you to forgive yourself for going back. So we kind of already uh, touched upon it, but some, but that could look like taking an ex back when the previous relationship was unhealthy and dysfunctional and nothing and no one has changed. Um, this can also look at hanging out with friends or a group of friends when the previous friendships were toxic and nothing and no one has changed. 
drinking, smoking, or taking recreational drugs in excess, slacking off on your exercise routine. So yes, we kind of already touched upon this, but it's like, forgive yourself for being human. And a part of being human is sometimes not always getting it right. It's sometimes slipping up. It's sometimes backsliding, right? And that is okay. It's okay. We're human beings. We're not going to be machines. We're not going to be these machines or these like elevated beings and we never get it wrong and we always do it right. No, we're still human. And a part of the beauty of being a human is that we get to make mistakes. (laughs) You know, it sounds weird, but like what a fun blessing. What a fun lesson. What a fun journey. What a fun experience that Getting to be human means you get to mess up. But stepping into the divinity that lives within you means you get to also forgive. Again, I'm hokey. Remember that line, it's to err is human, to forgive is divine. And I believe that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. We're not human beings having a divine experience. We're divine beings having a human experience. So a part of the human experience is messing up. It's not getting it right. That's a part of what our human experience is. But since we have divine that lives within us and divinity that is greater than us, we also have access to divine forgiveness. And we were always forgiven. So when you remember that, When you make a quote-unquote mistake or when you think you shouldn't forgive yourself for something or you can't forgive anybody else for anything or blah, 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 remember that you were already forgiven before you even did it. Before anything ever happened, you were already divinely forgiven because that is a part of your divine essence. And that messing up is a part of your human experience. So anything that you think that is just unforgivable about yourself. And I don't want to make little of it because sometimes when traumatic things can happen to us, someone can do something to us or we can do something to somebody else. Something can happen to us. Sometimes we tend to blame ourselves and we think it's our fault. So I'm not belittling any of that. That is a very true response. That is a way sometimes our bodies and our minds want to protect us. but you have to forgive yourself for it. Forgive yourself for for anything that has happened to you. Forgive yourself for anything that you have done. And forgive yourself for thinking that anything that someone has done to you or you have done makes you unworthy, broken, not good enough, unlovable, stupid, whatever the case may be. Tainted, all of that stuff. You have to forgive yourself for believing that lie because there is nothing that you can do and there is nothing that anyone can do to you that can make you unworthy of divine love and that can make you unworthy of self-love. You are always worthy. You are always deserving. You are always enough and you are always lovable. And that is the truth. So let's see. What is step five? 
Okay, here's another lovely reminder. The most important thing to do is to hold space for yourself for exactly where you are in this moment with love, compassion, and grace. Mm, that is so yummy. The most important thing to do is to hold space for yourself for exactly where you are in this moment with love, compassion, and grace. That is the truth. That is the truth. And step five, which is kind of what we we're also just talking on, is forgive yourself for thinking that it was your fault. You have to forgive yourself for ever thinking that it was your fault. Anything that you've done or anything that someone has done to you, you have to forgive yourself for ever thinking that it was your fault because it's not. It's not your fault. And I also have an exercise in here on learning how to let go of the guilt. That's a very powerful exercise. We have some more journal prompts in here. Again, this is a self-love journal. And if you want to take my course, Create Your Dream Life Through Self-Love, that's linked below. And of course, if you ever need any one-on-one -on -one support, you can just book a session with me. So yeah, that is the self-forgiveness portion of day two. But so let's touch upon the second portion of day two's masterclass. Hey, everybody. Let me say hi really quick to people. Hey, Baka, how are you? Hey, Stacy Nelson TV. Thank you so much for coming through. I appreciate you guys. Yay. Awesome. Awesome. Hello, everybody who's watching on Instagram. How are you? All right. So now let's get into the second part. So we, we touched upon self-forgiveness. And remember, again, if you need extra support, you can book a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. You can grab the self-love journal and you can also join our free VIP Facebook group and grab the course. The second part of day two is the vow. So I got this concept from Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It by Kamal Ravi. That's, I think that's his last name, but that's also linked below. And essentially what he did was he made a vow. He made a pledge to himself to love himself unconditionally. And he wrote it down. And every morning, every night, or, you know, when you feel inspired, he would reread that vow to himself to love himself. And I started doing it. And I'll get very vulnerable with you guys and I'll read you what my self-love vow is. So my self-love vow is, and I want you guys to, to do this. I want you guys to do this too. I want you to write it down in your journal or write it on a piece of paper where you're able to access this, take a picture of it, and, and read it throughout the day and then in the morning. Uh, but I think that making a pledge, making that commitment to yourself, making that self-declaration is so powerful. It's like, what's that saying? There's nothing more powerful than a changed mind. So the moment you change your mind and you make the decision that you are going to love yourself and then you recommit to that every day, that is such a powerful act, such a powerful act. When you make the decision, and even if you think that loving yourself could be hard, if that seems foreign to you, if you don't know how to do it, if you don't think you can do it, then just be open to it. Just say, you know what? I'm open to learning how to love myself. I'm open to learning that I'm worthy. I'm open to learning that I'm enough. I'm open to learning that I'm a priority and that I matter and that I'm important. And I'm open to learning that no one and nothing has the power to take away who I am. 
I'm open to learning that I am the authority of me. I'm opening to learning that I am the operant power in my life. I am open to learning the power of who I am. Be open to loving yourself. All right, so I'm going to get really vulnerable with you guys, and I'm going to read to you my vow. Okay, this is my vow. You can, you can use it. You can change it, but I want you to make your personal vow. Make, make your own. Mine is, dear Candy, I promise and vow to love you fearlessly, unconditionally, and without apology for exactly who you are and how you are at all times. It is my promise and pledge to you that you will always know just how deeply loved and supported that you are at all times and through all things. I love you, I love you, I love you, Candy. That just warmed my heart, you guys. That just warmed my heart. So yeah, that is my personal vow. That is my personal pledge to myself. I promise myself and I, and I vow to myself that I'm going to love myself unconditionally. I'm going to love myself without apology for who I am and for how I am at all times and through all things. So that means no matter what, no matter who chooses me, no matter who doesn't chooses me, I choose myself. No matter what I have, no matter what I don't have, I have myself. No matter what I do, no matter what I don't do, I have my own well-being. I'm good. I got me. And I love me. And I forgive me. And I choose me. And I prioritize me. Because I am my own best thing. So make your pledges. Make your vows. You know, it can be one sentence. It can be a whole page. Whatever you feel. And make it personal to you. What are the words that you need to hear? What do you need to say to yourself? Do you need to tell yourself, I got your back no matter what? Do you need to tell yourself, I love you no matter what? I forgive you no matter what? All of that, right? Make your vow. Make your pledge. And then every day, as much as you can, recommit. Revow. Repledge. Because it's you can do it once. But the recommitment, the reinforcement, that even when you slip up, going back to your vow, going back to your pledge, knowing that you are worthy and enough and deserving of a vow to yourself. Think about it. When people get married or whatever, we give vows to somebody else. But why don't we give that vow to ourselves first? I vow to always have my back. I vow to always love me. I vow to always prioritize my well-being. I vow to always support myself, to validate myself, to love myself, to respect myself, to hold myself in the highest regard, to have a high esteem of who I am. I vow to always know that I am the operant power in my life and my reality. I vow to know that I am always the authority on me. I vow not to give my power away to anyone or anything outside of myself. I vow to know that I am worthy and deserving of divine guidance and support and supply. I vow to know that I am never alone. 
I am never alone. I vow to know that I always deserve support, right? Make that vow to yourself. What is it that you needed your mother to say, your father to say, your girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife to say? What did you need your best friend to say? What is it that you needed people outside of you to say to you, to make you feel safe, to make you feel loved? Say those things and do those things for yourself. And that is the most powerful love. That's the most powerful respect. That is the most powerful validation. That is the most powerful acceptance that you will ever have in your life is your own. That is day two of the Art of Self-Love Master Class. So I hope this was as mm, wonderful and warm and life-affirming for you as it was for me. And again, we were taking everything from my self-love journal. It is linked below. And if you're watching over on Instagram, it is linked in my bio, my self-love journal. So go ahead and grab a copy. Again, if you need additional support, we can book some one-on-one coaching with me. You can grab the Create Your Dream Life Through Self-Love course. And if you just want some free and valuable resources, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, follow me on Instagram, subscribe to my podcast, Sugar Pills, and share this with a friend. Definitely share it because your journey to self-love and self-worth is always easier and better and more joyful with some support. And if you ever need to connect with me, you can just email assistant at candywashington.com and I will get back to you. So with that, everybody, thank you so much for joining me. I love you. I love you. Take care of yourself and be well. And also take care of each other. Love you. Bye. Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer, Candy Washington, helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go.